It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fenway Rundown, the premier podcast for all things Boston Red Sox. You know, people harp on the last place thing, but essentially what's important is the record. If the Red Sox want people to start thinking the ownership cares, then maybe they should talk. This is the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live. Here are your hosts, Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam. MLB draft wrapped up last week, and we are here with Nizan Zanatello, Red Sox second round pick, uh, and a guy that I think Red Sox fans are pretty excited about getting in the system. Uh, we were just talking before we started rolling Nizan about how it has been a whirlwind week for you. A lot going on, lots of travel as you talk to us now in your Red Sox gear in Fort Myers. Just take us through, I guess, what your travel schedule has been the last you know 10 days or so from Seattle to Boston, everywhere you've gone. Yeah, so let's take it all the way back to. The draft combine actually down in Phoenix. So went to Phoenix. Um, didn't think I was going to have to go to Seattle at all. Going to have a draft party at home. Um, but as I'm leaving the combine, they asked me. They were like, "If if you had invited to Seattle, would you go?" So I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's got to mean something good." So I'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't say that, but I was like, "Yeah, I'll consider it." So I get home um, about two days after I'm home for about a week. I'm, I'm home for about a week, and two days into that week, I get an email saying I've been invited to Seattle to attend the, con- or the, the draft. So I'm like, all right, cool. Talk to my dad. He's like, oh yeah, we're going to Seattle, bro. Tell, tell mom, cancel that party. So I'm like, all right, cool. Perfect. <laughs> Go to Seattle. In Seattle for about three or four days. Um, come back to St. Louis for a day. Pack my stuff up. Go to Boston. Go to Boston for three days. Just get physicals and all that stuff. Get used to the area. Get a tour of family, all that good stuff. So I went coast to coast in three days. Went home from Boston to St. Louis for two days, packed up. Now I'm here for Myers, so I'll be I'll be here for a minute. Uh, go back to Boston on Friday, so it's been pretty busy. I mean, all that sounds like uh, the deal is done. You're you're almost officially signed, sealed, delivered here. Almost, I think I signed I signed Saturday in Boston. Gotcha. I mean, you talked about kind of the whirlwind of going to Seattle, but what was that draft day experience like for you? Obviously, you knew that, you know, you're going to be a high pick by just being invited there. The way the MLB draft works, I think, you know, some people know this, some people don't. It's not, you know, teams just looking at the board and picking a guy without some back channel talks, right? There's offers being made, there's numbers flying. And I think you said you were down to the Red Sox and the Nationals. For you, how did that all develop while you were there? Oh, man, it was it was nuts. I'm not going to lie, it was nuts because – First thing in the morning, we wake up, we had brunch. We had brunch at 11, and they said we had to be in our suits, our, like our draft attire for brunch. So I'm in the suit all day. A lot of nerves going on. I'm scared, happy, excited. So 
kind of sweating. I got a lot of piss sweat going on under the suit jacket. I'm in all day, ripping and running. But uh, honestly, just being in that green room, it was a surreal experience. Like I don't, I feel like people that get invited should go 100%. Like I don't get why a lot more guys don't go to Seattle. Just being able to be in that green room, walk that shit, interact with uh, uh, Manfred, Rob Manfred. Like it's just a once in a lifetime thing. And then the stuff after the draft, the home run derby, the all-star game, all the media stuff you do during the all-star weekend as a draftee, like it's definitely second to none. Definitely something I think everybody that gets invited should go do. You know? But um, being in the green room, having 49 picks before me, it was definitely nerve-wracking. I didn't know when I was going to get picked. It could be this pick, that pick, the next pick, 10 picks away, you know. So it's definitely a lot going on. Um, like I said, numbers are flying around. People are coming off the board. Uh, Kylie McDaniel had his top 10 or whatever next available picks, and I don't think he was right all night. So it's like that goes to show you how tricky baseball is, you know, especially when it comes to the draft room. So, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mazan, you, you've referenced uh, your St. Louis home a few times. Uh, tell us a little bit about your baseball fandom growing up. I'm going to assume you're a Cardinals fan growing up. Uh, do you have memories of the 2013 uh World Series against the Red Sox. What's it like growing up in a baseball hotbed like St. Louis? Tell us about that experience. Oh, yeah. Growing up in St. Louis, I was most definitely a Cardinals fan. Um, the year the Cardinals won in 2011, I had season tickets that year. Um, the year David Freeze hit the walk-off. So I was definitely at a lot of games that year. 2012, I went to a few. But I remember from the 2013 season, I know the Red Sox won that season which is good now, but it sucked back then watching it. I remember um, David Ortiz in the Apple home run over the monster, and that just crushed my spirit as a kid. Like, that's probably the one memory I have from that World Series. So I definitely feel like St. Louis has some of the best fans, if not the best fans in all of baseball. Bush Stadium is definitely a beautiful stadium, so it's definitely a lot going on. What, was there a favorite Cardinal or a shortstop? You, you're, you're too young to have experienced Ozzy in his prime, but was there a, a, a certain Cardinal or a shortstop in the big leagues or anybody that you really followed and said, I want to be like that guy? Yeah, I was definitely a little young for Ozzy, like you said, but growing up, I loved watching like Manny Machado, uh, Brandon Crawford. Now I love watching Trey Turner and Jeremy Payne. How about uh, your experience in Boston? You came up, took some physicals. You said get, got a quick tour of Fenway. What were your impressions of the ballpark and the city in the brief time you were there? Oh, the city was amazing. I love the city. Uh, my mom's from Chicago, so I go to Chicago a lot. It reminded me a little bit of Chicago, like how the streets and stuff are set up. Um, a little bit of New York as well. It was a lot cleaner than I expected it to be because, you know, in cities where it's pretty crammed like that by the water, it's a lot of mess and havoc, but... Boston was actually really nice. They had us stand at the Commonwealth Hotel right by Fenway. Beautiful hotel. Um, and then just walking on Fenway, 
like it's gonna sound very cliche, but you can feel like the aura of like the history of the stadium. Um, just walking through, walking in the monster, walking on the monster, um, through the dugout. I feel like it's very historic. But I feel like it's still back then is way ahead of its time because even now it looks up to date, you know. Um, walking through all the suites, all the stuff inside is updated, so it's beautiful. Like it's amazing, it's very nice and modern inside. And I like how they utilize every inch of that ballpark. And you're walking through the suites and they have the whole Hall of Fame, the jersey memorabilia from every Red Sox jersey they had. There's even a garden on the rooftop of the stadium. Like you don't see that very often. Like I've I've never seen that before. So it's definitely someplace I want to play at one day. For you, obviously coming into an organization, there's a lot of middle infield talent. Um, whether it be Marcelo Meyer, Nick York, uh, you know, I think that's been well documented. They obviously went with Kyle Teal in the first round this year, but the three first round picks the last few years have been high school shortstops, all from California, you know, Mikey Romero, guys like that. Um, does that kind of crowded field, uh, as you, as you look at it, as you start your minor league career, does that motivate you more? Does it, um, are there things you can learn from those guys and how familiar are you with some of those guys that are already in the system? Uh, yeah, I've never really, like, personally known any of the guys in the system, but I've talked to them here and there. Um, draft night, they all reached out, kind of welcomed me to the family, the Red Sox family. But I feel like the Red Sox are doing a great job with that. Like, I think the goal in the draft is to draft the best athlete available. And I think they've done that every year, uh, year in and year out. So I feel like shortstop, like drafting a bunch of shortstops can definitely get cluttered at times. But I feel like by drafting the best athlete, you can kind of feel – and find out where they fit from there. So I feel like if you play high school, like if you play shortstop here at high school, you can play third base in the future, first base, left field, center field, right field. So I think they're doing a great job with their player development system, which is definitely one of the best in all of baseball right now. So just finding out who fits where from there. And the guy who came after you, Antonio Anderson, do you know him uh, personally at all? And, and uh, have you guys crossed paths? Yeah, and then I've played travel ball with him for two years. It's all the same events, Breakthrough Series, Dream Series, High School American, PG All-American, uh, PP. So you name something, we were there together. He and I are real tight, so definitely shouldn't be any issues here in the room. What's your What's your scouting report on him? Uh, very physical switch hitter. Um, I think he projects more as a corner. That's just my opinion, but I don't think it's in a, in a bad way. I definitely think he'll play third base in the future for the Red Sox. Um, solid contact from both sides. He'll hit for average and hit for power. Plus arm, plus gloves. Overall, great player. We've been talking uh, about different positions and good athletes in the middle of the field. You have moved around a little bit and played some different spots. Uh, do you see yourself... First and foremost, as a shortstop, do you see yourself as someone whose athleticism might translate to another position? How do you see your future when you look down the road positionally? Yes, yeah, so I've grown up all my life. I played third base until I was about 14 years old. Then I made the switch to shortstop. Um, this past fall with the USA national, with the national team, I played uh, three games at third base and five games in center field. So I definitely think like the athleticism Plus, um, I consider myself a shortstop first and foremost, but I definitely could see myself being a guy like Brandon Donovan at the next level where you can play third one game, short one game, and center the next game. But I do consider myself a shortstop. I think uh, over the last week, interesting fun fact you talk about, you know, um, I think you talked to Alex Spear or some other people about it in Seattle, but um, going to high school at Christian Brothers allowed you to have 
a pretty notable connection to Boston sports already. I know this is something you've been asked about, but um, if you want to just tell people that don't know your connection to the Tatum family. Yeah, so Justin Tatum or Jason Tatum's dad was my high school basketball coach. So I've got real close with him over the years. Um, he likes me a lot, so I'm on Tatum's good side. Um, hopefully I can click with Jason whenever I'm in Boston. And I'll ask, I mean, is it as someone who's you know gone to a school with so many great athletes, the one that I know as a North Carolina alum and fan, Caleb Love, um, right? Yeah. He, he's somebody you know, I'm sure. Um, how, how good of a sports program just all around is it, and how much does that kind of push everybody to the top? Oh, yeah, CBC is definitely the notorious uh, sports school in St. Louis, whether people from St. Louis want to admit it or not. Like, we're so good at every sport day. We get recruiting uh, accusations all the time. Like, recruit players, recruit kids, fly kids in and out. Like, no, we we all have a tight-knit group. We're a family. We have a brotherhood. We all compete and motivate each other. So it's definitely the best sports school in St. Louis. Uh, the football program won state back-to-back years. Um, basketball has made a run a few a few years in a row. Baseball is always up there, so it's definitely the best sports school in the, in the area. Mazan, at the draft, you you spoke of yourself. Uh, you know, baseball people like to talk about five tool players, but you said you consider yourself a five star player and a five star person. What what do you mean by that? I mean, what you get on the field is what you also get off the field. Like I feel like on the field, I'm a leader. I have all the five tools, whatever, whatever, but I feel like off the field, the makeup part is what separates me from the rest of the group. I feel like I can get along with everybody. People enjoy like being around me. I enjoy being around people. Um, I'm always caring and outgoing. I'm determined, uh, courageous. So I feel like what you see on the field is also what you get off the field with me. And just a couple more from me. We always ask every draft pick this question, but we'll put it, put you on the spot here. The comp question. If you had to identify one guy that you, your game is most similar to or who you kind of aspire to be, who would that be? I aspire to be like Mookie Betts. He's very versatile, very athletic, very toolsy. He can play anywhere. But I've gotten comps to Trey Turner this past fall. And the last thing, I know you talked about. Is that because of speed, Nizan? Or what, what, why do you think people have compared you to Turner? Just the speed, the bat skills, um, where I can play on the field. Like Trey Turner is very, very versatile. He plays center and short. So just kind of all, all around. And the last one for you, obviously, you talked about the the crazy last couple of weeks. The plan now, come to Boston for a few days and then Fort Myers for, for the rest of the summer, from what you understand? Correct. Get used to the heat. I'm sure you're used to it from, from Missouri, but uh, Florida might be a little different breed. Well, Nizan, we... Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we will see you this weekend at Fenway. Yeah, for sure. I'll see you then. Appreciate you guys. This has been the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live.